we stop spreading fear and acknowledge some facts. This is not about freedom or personal choice. You know, you can't work anymore unless you do what I say. That's essentially what a vaccine passport is. Wear masks obviously is a violation of your personal rights, and so is being locked down. You've been patient. Your patience is wearing thin. Open society back up. Restore our freedoms. End this madness. Well, g'day, I'm George Christensen. Welcome to a very special episode of the Conservative One podcast, and I'm here with the fantastic Queensland Senator Pauline Hanson. Uh, as many of you know, I'm uh, running on the One Nation ticket, uh, the Senate ticket this coming election, and I thought it was a great opportunity to have a sit-down discussion with Senator Hanson about the issues that matter in this coming election. So uh, you all know Pauline, uh, but without any further ado, Pauline, what, according to you and the party, is the biggest issue at this federal election? Look, at this election, I think that the people are furious about the, the vaccine mandate that they've imposed, not only the federal government, the state governments. They feel that their freedom of choice has been taken away from them. They've lost their jobs, especially nurses, teachers, doctors, paramedics, those in the health profession. And coming across people who are just crying because they've lost their jobs, they love their jobs. And the stupid part about it, George, is that, you know, all these mandates are gone, government of all the mandates, but people still don't have the jobs. Mm. And the government's now talking about bringing in migrants from overseas, right. doctors and nurses, to fill these positions that belong to the Australian people. Mm -hmm. It's been a, a horrid couple of years for a lot of people because of these pandemic restrictions. They were completely and utterly over the top. I mean, we had lockdowns, we had curfews, we had mask yep. mandates, and also what you've just raised, uh, workplace vaccine mandates and even the restrictions they had uh, with the uh, vaccine passports. None of it really worked. Uh, why do you think that they that the authorities persisted with these things even after they found out not to have worked? Look, I haven't got a crystal ball and I just don't understand the rhyme of reason why they've destroyed lives, businesses and forced people to have these vaccinations when they were told medically not to have the jab, then they've had the jab, then they found that they've got adverse side effects from it, but mm. still forcing them to have it yep. against their will. And people were forced to have these jabs because otherwise they'd lose their jobs. Yeah, that's and metaphorically that's just, holding a gun to someone's head. You either it lose, is. This is not the Australia the that I grew up in. Yep. It's government overreach. And I think that anger is still there and... That's why I'm fighting on the floor of Parliament. We've got to have an inquiry into this. Yeah. Must have an inquiry. It, the people deserve it. You've pushed very strongly, like myself, for a Royal Commission yeah. into this pandemic response. Um, is that something that you are going to uh, maintain the rage on? And if you have the balance of oh, power, you're right forcing the government to do it? George, remember, when I actually came out against these vaccine mandates... I promised, and I gave the people my word, I wouldn't vote for government legislation yep. if they did not address the needs of the Australian people with regards to this. Yep. And I kept my word, and they couldn't get their legislation through. That's why the government only um, held Parliament in the Senate five days this year, yeah. because they knew they couldn't get the legislation through, thanks to also Jared Rannick and Alex Antic. So they didn't have the numbers. But I was true to my word, mm. and this is important to the people. I will stand by my word. I will push for an inquiry because, George, when it happens again, and possibly, it, you know, will one day, 
we have to know where we stand as a people, how the government is going to treat us. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, Pauline, the, 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 the key thing with all of this is that you're right, freedoms were blown up, human rights were blown up, uh, you know, people's jobs and livelihoods were blown up. And one thing is Australia and Australians that we hold dear, in fact, it's a, it's a fundamental for our, our nation, yeah. is freedom. And, and we're sort of fighting this war against this virus, allegedly, with a 0.27% um, infection fatality rate. Um, and you wonder, like, what was it for when we blew up all of these freedoms? But you have been a sentinel there in the Senate. You have been guarding against bad government laws and bad government uh, policy. With Malcolm Roberts. Yes, no, I don't Malcolm. do it along with Malcolm and he, and he said, oh, God, I couldn't have chosen a better colleague to actually work tirelessly beside me and he's a great asset to the party as I, I hope you're going to be there beside me too after this <laughs> next you. election thank well, you well uh, Malcolm's great he is uh, he's a wonderful attack dog and when you see him in full flight on an <laughs> yeah. issue uh, he, he's, he's brilliant uh, very very uh, great. but Pauline that role as uh, the I guess protector against idiocy government idiocy uh, I'm sure that you're going to be keeping that role um, come the new parliament uh, where do you see it heading at the moment? Are we, uh, the polls are sort of saying Labor government, uh, Albanese's putting his foot in it. Where do you think things are going? George, I think it's going to be a hung parliament. Um, I really do. Uh, voters are fed up with the major political parties. They're there, so they're looking at the minor parties. The minor parties won't. Um, I, I can't see UAP getting up, winning any seat. Liberal Democrats won't. Um, none of the minor parties will. And um, so I think that this is one nation's time. I'm picking it up uh, from the public that they really sort of trust and um, believe in me and they've watched my journey over the past six years and what I've done up for, for them on these certain issues. And I think it's very important to get true representation for a parliament that we have to get more one nation elected to the parliament. So that's, that's my fight. And I think that if we can see... I think that the Libs have been taken over by the left-leaning Liberals. Yeah. And they've lost their Conservative values. Well, and that's why I'm out. Yes, that's exactly right. And see, then you have the Labor. Labor can't govern in their own right. They're going to have the Greens to actually govern. So the fact is, if you really look at the, la the Labor and the Greens policies, they will destroy our economy. Mm. They will destroy jobs. We're going to take over with um, closing down our coal-fired power stations and um, industries and manufacturing will go as well. That's that's very important. So what I'm trying to do in this election also is, uh, and I don't want a Labor Greens government, mm. okay? I'll be honest with you. But I also need to clean out the rubbish out of the Liberal Party, the job that um, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison is able to do, is clean out the rubbish of the left-leaning Liberals in his own party and I'm going to target those seats, only about five, and uh, I'm going to put them below Labor because, but I'm not going to hand um, the government to Labor because I'll tell you why, we're working with the National Party and the seats they're standing in so hopefully we're going to help them win some extra seats to counteract that. 
But I really believe that we need to get on track with a, a conservative government mm. and uh, get back on track with the Australian values, what we stand for, what we want for the country, and uh, that's my job. Mm. So these Liberal Party members that you're targeting, they've been uh, the left-wing leaning uh, Liberal Party members that have supported uh, selling out the country to things like the Paris Agreement. They've opposed uh, religious yep. freedom. They're, they're those, uh, uh, what they call them, modern Liberals. Oh, all for critical race theory, trans transgender um, realignment, um, all these things. You know, they couldn't even vote on the floor of parliament for it's okay to be white. <laughs> they they thought that was a racist. It's also, you know, standing up for who we are, we're Australian values, as you said, religious freedom, they, they crossed the floor on that. These important issues and what's happening in the education of our children, the curriculums they're teaching the kids, they're brainwashing the kids, the um, 2050 zero net emissions, um, this is all Labor. They should get out of the polit- get out of the Liberal Party. Go and join the Labor or the Greens. They mm. they shouldn't be in the Liberal Party. And unless it's cleaned out, nothing will change because Morrison is appealing to these people who are running the Liberal Party, and he's terrified of them, mm. and he's losing the true Conservatives. Mm-hmm. So, um, just going back to the vaccine mandates. Yeah. Um, you know, all these people who have lost their jobs uh, across a whole range of professions, uh, police officers, health workers, aged care workers, teachers, um, teachers yep. uh, you name it, there's a whole heap of it, and even now coal miners and port workers that are being done uh, uh, through through private company mandates rather than government-imposed ones. Um, but, Pauline, the, the worry is uh, all these people are being chucked to the, the scrap heap and mm. now we're hearing calls to bring in more foreigners to fill these roles. That's that's so unethical, isn't it? It is unethical. And, George, that's why I pushed the government to do the apprenticeship scheme. It wasn't Scott Morrison's idea. For years and years, I've been pushing that. When I first got elected in 2016, I took that policy to Malcolm Turnbull. Mm. And that was the policy of, of getting apprentices here in Australia our own homegrown men and women in these trades, not bringing in skilled migrants. That's been a passion of mine. Mm. And it was only because they needed my vote on something. I said, okay, you're going to do a pilot scheme on the apprenticeship scheme, which was taken up in three, 1,360 apprenticeships was taken up in three weeks. It was so successful. They yeah. put out another one in six months later. And then 2020, Morrison's out there. He's a warrior for apprenticeships. It was, And then 2020 put out 100,000 apprenticeship schemes under my scheme, and it was taken up in five months. They didn't want to do that. They took it up against their will, but they wanted my vote. So this is what I've been able to do, is protecting our future generations with jobs instead of bringing skilled migrants. But Morrison is dead set, and so is the Labor Party, to bring in um, migrants into the country. He's announced 213,000 migrants. Listen to this, 213,000 migrants. That is equivalent to the size of Hobart every year. Wow. The people out there know that I'm actually... You know, been fighting against immigration. I'm not against immigration. I believe about 100,000 a year. So they re- we replace those people, leave our shores every year and bring others in. But clean up our own backyard, mm. meaning address our roads, address our hospitals, our schools, our nursing homes, the infrastructure, our water. This needs to be provided so that the people here have a decent standard of living and have the opportunity of good job and lifestyle. 
And that's what's important to me. I'm a representative for the people here in Australia, not for other migrants coming to this country. And I'm fed up with the Liberal Party bringing in migrants purely to prop up our GDP. You know, immigration is higher than what our productivity in, in this nation is. Mm. So that's why they bring them in. And big business want to bring them in because guess what? These are the mates of, of the Liberals and they are actually selling more product so they're making more money. They don't have to put up waiting for services or see the doctor for two, for two weeks and it's worse in rural and regional areas. And they don't have to, you know, put up with um, travelling on the roads. They can just get in their helicopters. They don't care about the people. You're here with Pauline Hanson uh, talking about the issues this election. Uh, Pauline, cost of living. It's a huge issue for a lot of people, particularly power prices, but a whole range of other things. We're seeing prices go up, talking about inflation going through the roof. What's um, what? What are you and what is Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party going to be pushing the next government to do to address this issue? Cost of living. We've got to bring our debt down. And mm. what's going to happen there is that because the government has been printing money, this is where your inflation is coming from. You can't keep printing money. You can't keep dishing it out there. And we have to account for that. So that needs to be reined in. Um, the the amount of money that they've just you know, pork barrelling this election. And that's a big problem. The cost of living has escalated because of power prices. That's another big th reason why. Industries and manufacturing are actually having to pay the extra costs. Governments are ripping the people off in taxes, um, which they can't afford. So you can't keep taxing the people. I'd rather see the people on a lower taxation rate put more money into their pocket, which they'll then spend in the economy. Because mm. the taxes that they pay to the governments, what do they do with it? Yeah. It's wasted constantly it on, you know, programs. Arts where grants. Uh, I was about to say that. <laughs> $1.1 million for someone to tour Australia showing his Lego stat statues. That's outrageous. It is. Or sending a band around Australia to promote the Beatles. $1.1 million there as well. Mm. And this what the money is absolutely being wasted. You know, even if you look at the ABC, George, here we have over a billion dollars that's been given to what for? You know, mm. left-leaning organisation that doesn't have fair and just reporting. Um, bureaucrats, what they're on, is over the top 600000 700000 a year. But they gave, them, they gave them more money, Pauline. I mean, you know, I, 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 someone who was in the Liberal National Party, um, you know, I would go along to party meetings and every party meeting there'd be mm. someone that would ask, what are you guys doing about reining in the ABC? And I would have to stand there and try and defend the indefensible uh, until now, and I can say, well, what are they doing about the ABC? Well, the Liberal National Party are doing nothing. But why do you think they're doing nothing? They're the most politically biased outfit that we've got there. Of course they are, and just um, increase the funding yeah. up to $1.3 what, what What is the, yeah. you know, I know I'm asking you to crystal ball guys, but what's the thinking behind that? What, 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 why are they giving them more money? I think they're trying to sway them because they think that a lot of the public support the ABC and it is very important in the rural and regional areas. I don't I don't knock that and I'd like to see that there. But there has to be more accountability from those in the cities that are going on these huge wages. They only do a few hours work a week and they're on 200, 300,000 a year. That needs to be uh, made more accountable. There has to be get rid of this bias because they've only employed left-leaning, um, what can I say, journos 
so they don't give both sides of politics. If you've got a, a taxpayer-funded organisation, they should be reined in, and I want to be bringing a... Oh, years ago when we did that media... Um, three out, two out of three, you know, when they changed yep. it so the media yep. couldn't own any more than, well, they changed it three out of three. And I want the Liberal Party then to make sure they put in their charter fair and balanced. Mm. Mitch Fifield gave me his word they did it and he never did it. Mm. This is what you're dealing with. They're weak and they're gutless to follow through on what they should be doing. And that's why they've lost control of them. Mm, very sad. So going back to another... Um, broken promise, uh, and this is to do with cost of living. Um, the last election, uh, the LNP announced they were going to provide some pre-construction funding for a coal-fired power station in North Queensland. Um, I remember the figure of $10 million was talk talked about. Um, $3.3 million went to the proponents there. Um, they've spent that money. They've now come back to the government asking for more to continue on the work. And it seems today from reports that the government has said, uh, uh, no, there's no more money. Um, it seems they're crab walking away from a commitment for new clean coal-fired power in North Queensland. What's One Nation's take on that? We're actually going to push for it. Um, Collinsville, North Queensland, mm -hmm. I want a clean coal-fired emissions. It's 90% it's emissions free. Um, just to bring you up to date in Australia... Um, you've got China, you've got India, you've even got the EU building. They At the moment, EU. You know these countries that are telling us we have actually cleaned up our own act and get rid of our coal and all the rest of it? They've actually got 400 and about 465 power stations. They're going to build about another 70 or 80 power stations. Um, then you've got China. They're going to have over about um, 3,000 power stations. You've got India has 1,000. You've got the Philippines, Indonesia... Japan, all these countries have power stations and we're told and closing down our 24. So the rest of the world has over 5,000 mm -hmm. built or been built, over 5,000, about 5,100, and we're being told to shut down our 24. What fools are we mm -hmm. to give us that cheap, reliable base power um, that we need if you think that we can run this country with industries and manufacturing and still manufacturing that we want to do on wind and solar, you don't know what you're talking about. You're mm. fools. You've been, you've been led to the slaughterhouse and with it will go jobs. And that's so important. George, if I got up this time on the floor of Parliament and um, with Malcolm and he's the most knowledgeable person on the floor of Parliament, because I reckon there's only about five in the whole Parliament who understand about the climate change yep. and can debate it. The others are idiots. <laughs> they wouldn't have a clue. They're all led to the slaughter. They wouldn't have a clue what they're talking about. So I'm trying to bring myself up to speed with regards to this, and I'm going to mention on the floor of Parliament, again, Malcolm has done a wonderful job, but I want them to answer my questions and the questions from the people, why we're shutting down our economy, our way of life, our standard of living to appease others around the world, all these multinational companies coming out mm. here and we're giving them billions of dollars to put it into these renewables. Uh, for what? For what? Mm. Well, it all is to do with uh, with money and also control. Yes. Um, we've got, uh, you mentioned multinational companies. You've got outfits like... Uh, 
Vanguard and BlackRock that are pressuring our banks to get away from fossil fuels, yep. uh, uh, under, undermining our sovereignty as a nation. We've got outfits like the United Nations and the World Economic Forum and others that are pushing on our government uh, things that we uh, have to do, like getting rid of the coal industry altogether. Um, One Nation's always been very strong on sovereignty against uh, these sort of threats, whether they're from uh, the World Economic Forum, United Nations or... uh, or even um, multinational corporations. Which people are waking up to now about the United Nations. I was speaking against it. Yes. The United Nations, Agenda 21, years ago yeah. in 1997, I was warning people and I thought I was a fool. Mm. And now people are saying, you know, you've been warning us about this, even with China, even with immigration, everything that was happening then. Mm. And now we're trying to band-aid a lot of this stuff. And it's just, we can't give up, George, we can't give up, okay? It is a hell of a battle, but... I want to stand my ground on this and I want to represent the Australian people and I want you there beside me too and I just hope that people will get behind and vote you for you, you know, One Nation for the Senate. I think we can. I'm I'm so optimistic that we can make a difference. I don't want the people out there to give up. I haven't. I've had, I feel I've had just about everything thrown at me by the kitchen sink <laughs> and I have such a passion and love for the country and for the people that I'm not going to give up till, you know, I'm, I'm past it or I can't do it anymore or my health gives way or whatever. But I've got good people standing beside me. And as long as I have that support, I'm going to keep fighting these issues. That's great. Um, so, Pauline, the final question I've got for you. If someone comes up to you in the street and says, well, you've almost given the answer already, but I'm going to ask uh-huh. it again. If, if, if someone comes up to you in the street and says, Pauline... Why should I vote for you and One Nation? What's your answer going to be? Here's the pitch. Oh, it's been a it's been um, a battle for me. You know, I came from a fish and chip shop, from small business, and I stood my ground on an issue, and I call for equality for all Australians, and that's never changed. And they've tried to destroy me right from the beginning. Howard, Tony Abbott, being thrown in prison, and people thought I would go away. You know, I haven't. I've stood up for what I believe in. This is not the country that I grew up in. It's not the country I want to hand on to my children, grandchildren, future generations. We just celebrated again for the Anzacs to commemorate them, lest we forget. Have we forgotten? Because I still hold them in the highest regard. And the you know what they've done is lost their lives and sacrifices made, not only by those diggers, but by their families, to give us the freedom that we have today. That freedom doesn't come easily. They fought for it. But now it is my job and those ones around me to fight for that freedom so we uphold it. And the only place we can do it is on the floor of Parliament. I won't give you false promises. My word is my bond. And I've stood by that. And so many people come up and say to me, you know, Pauline, you're only saying what we're thinking, but you've got the guts to say it. We can all have that voice, but you do it through me, you can do it through Malcolm, you do it through George, you can do it through those other representatives. But my fight is not up yet. I want to represent, bring back those Australian values, our morals, that standard of living. I want to give the future generations some hope. I believe it's there, but I can't do it alone. We need to do it as a team. So please support One Nation at this election. Give us the opportunity to prove to you that we can make the difference. That's great. Uh, I can't say any more than that apart from thank you very much, Senator Pauline Hanson, for joining me.
Thank you very much, George. Cheers. Authorised G. Christensen Mackay for Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party.